whether you're selling fitness or you're selling a taxi company or you're selling food or whatever it may be, doesn't matter what, what you're selling, the principles of marketing are all the same. It's knowing who your audience is, what do they want to see, what entertains them, what will they engage with, and then taking that and having a structured plan as to how you're going to bring that to life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Business with Video podcast. I'm your host, Alex Wardle, and today I've got another special episode for you because I am once again joined by a special guest. Last time around, I was speaking with Luke John Harrison, who is a gym owner and a coach from the Northeast. I was speaking with him about his own video marketing journey, confidence on camera, and relentless consistency when it comes to your marketing. He had a lot of really interesting insights and anecdotes to share, so do listen to that episode if you haven't already. Today, I'm speaking with someone else who has a very unique experience and set of uh, stories and insights that they can share with us about video marketing and business in general. I'm speaking with Katie Bulmer-Cook, who's also from the Northeast, but a few years ago actually had the amazing experience of being a contestant on the BBC's The Apprentice. So she's very much got her own unique uh, journey that she kind of shares with us a little bit. I describe her as a prolific entrepreneur because she's doing all kinds of different things and she's been up to all sorts of different ventures uh, over the past few years. And I've worked with her on a few occasions as well. We've made some really interesting, really effective um, and very successful video content. So this is the interview with Katie Bulmer-Cook. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here it is. Okay, so my guest today, I can only describe as a prolific entrepreneur. Uh, She's co-founded a number of businesses in a range of industries, everything from health and fitness to social media and marketing to food and hospitality as well. She may, in fact, be a familiar face to you, as in 2014, she was a runner-up on the BBC's hit TV show, The Apprentice. Since then, she's cemented her status as a local celebrity in Sunderland and is consistently using her experience and creativity to help more businesses to connect with their audiences. When she's not busy businessing, she enjoys family life with her husband and two children and is more than likely doing something to keep fit and active. It is, of course, Katie Bulmer-Cook. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thanks for having us, Alex. That was, um, you've made us sound, I don't know, very busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are very busy. And, and that that's that's one of the main things that strikes me about you since since we got to know each other is that you're always doing something and it's always, you're doing lots of different things all at the same time, aren't you? You've got lots of different things going on. So I wonder if you could maybe just mind introducing yourself a little bit and tell us kind of what your journey's been and what you're up to now. Okay, well, um, the vast majority of my whole life, even before like work and life, it was all fitness. Um, I was brought up on fitness, like back in the day when it was thong back leotards and push down socks and all that stuff, uh, watching my mum teach fitness classes. So far, there was never going to be anything else I was going to do. Um, so yeah, started off teaching classes, was a personal trainer, and then like the internet happened and I started to take everything that I was doing in person online so started a YouTube channel which when I look back at my first videos that I totally cringed my life away about um <laughs> but yeah just started started to take everything that I was doing in person online because 
in in the fitness industry, you're kind of capped in terms of income based on your time. Um, and there are only so many hours in the day. So I needed a way to just sort of leverage that a little bit more, which you know, video is a fantastic thing for me. I could I could do online training and all that sort of stuff. Um, got to a point where I'd, I'd, I'm one for ticking things off a list. So things I'd wanted to achieve in my fitness career, awards I'd wanted to win, um, markets I'd wanted to crack, all that sort of stuff. And I, I dabbled a little bit in... Um, celebrity training and training people with it with a profile and, and a much bigger following than I had and seeing how like well stuff was received by their followers and how they just had a, such a bigger reach than I had and um, so from that was born the idea of power um which is a business I founded with um a really good friend of mine Kev and that is all about taking um somebody's reach and creating products and services that um their fans and followers would want to buy so our, our main thing that we do is online fitness plans and um, fronted by celebrities and we bring the idea and the plan to life and then the celebrities or influencers they promote that via their social media platforms to their fans and followers and that's that's what I do every day now, day to day. So I, I work with the influencers to create their plans, to create um, the social media content that's go alongside that to promote it and everything else in between, really. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. And yeah, I've seen you um, because I think when we first were introduced, you this was kind of just starting to like power was just starting to get its first programs out there and stuff wasn't it and and since then i mean like you say all the time now i see you on instagram you're always off down to to london and to here there and everywhere to get more content uh filmed for, for all these people so you must have a pretty impressive roster of of people on there now who've got this who've got all this content created for them yeah i am really proud of what we've achieved in the last year and a half so we've got some some major sports personalities we've worked with um household names uh strictly come dancing professionals reality tv celebrities um world champion boxers um ex-professional footballers who've played for england like all these amazing people that um we've worked with and created like amazing content it's been a busy old year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it sounds it. And I should probably mention as well that the reason that we were kind of introduced was because um, you helped out on a, a project that was quite different to that in a sense, I suppose, because whilst it was very much video centric, it was in, in an entirely different industry, kind of nowhere related to fitness. Um, and this was, of course, our first foray with station taxis in Sunderland where we did the yeah. cab pool karaoke. Um, and I'll put a clip of that into the, the episode now for people who haven't seen. Tragedy! Oh, she the Are you So how did that sort of come about then? Because that is obviously the idea and the industry is like very different. But it ended up going down really well, didn't it, with their audience as well? And you were involved in it yourself, and it was all like a good, a good yeah. fund. What What are your sort of reflections on that? 
I, well, first of all, it was a good laugh. Um, <laughs> second, I am a terrible singer. Um, and that performance is never to be repeated. Um, but I do think that whether you're selling fitness or you're selling a taxi company or you're selling food or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what, what you're selling, the principles of marketing are all the same. It's knowing who your audience is, what do they want to see, what entertains them, what will they engage with, and then taking that and having a structured plan as to how you're going to bring that to life. And so I really don't think there's a barrier in terms of, or any differences in terms of what industry you're dealing with. The principles of it are all the same. And with Station, it was a case of sitting down and being like, right, who's the audience? What do they want to see? What's going to engage them most? What are they going to share? And it's the same as selling a celebrity fitness program. Who's the audience? What sort of plan are we going to create for those people? What's going to make them want to share their influencers' posts? The principles are all the same. And that was just such a fun project to work on. Like, I don't think either of us thought it was going to go in, in, in some of the directions it went in. Totally. <laughs> but it was, it was such good fun. Yeah, it really was. And we obviously since then have done one more like that. And then we've done a slightly different project with the same company again. So it, yeah, it definitely worked. I think it's really, I think what you've said there is very interesting because you are one of the few people who has worked in lots of different industries and with lots of different people. And, but, but it's, so it's, it's really interesting and insightful, I think, to hear you say that the principles of marketing are all kind of the same throughout it. And I totally agree that, you know, you can read as much into marketing as you want and you can um there are lots of like gurus out there and there's a million and one books about it and you can get as detailed as you want and and get as much detailed knowledge and and lessons as you want but ultimately like everything else it's built on fundamentals and the fundamentals rarely change and so i think um you know no matter who is listening to this and no matter what field they're in because it's going to be massively varied depending on you know from one person to the next I think absolutely people should take heed of the of the fundamentals so with, with that in mind um what are some of the most important things do you think in terms of connecting with your audience because that's ultimately all video is isn't it it's a way of communicating so what are some of the things do you think that people should absolutely be doing or kind of sticking to in each and every video that they create? I think the number one is always think about the person who's watching it. Um, sometimes it's easy to fall into the trap of being selfish as a, as a marketeer and thinking about what you want to say and what you want to tell people and what you want them to digest. But really you've got to put your other hat on and think what do they want? So who are they? what age are they what gender are they what what interests them are they a parent are they um a professional like what are the things that they do socially all of those different things and get to know them as much as possible now it's easy to sit down and say oh well my, my youngest customer is 18 and my oldest oldest customer is 99 so I need to please all of those people well for me I've always tried to drill down and imagine like one person like What's the average person? Yes, you might have a thousand customers and they're all aged 18 and 99, but where are most of them sitting in that spectrum? What are most of them like? And then just try and imagine what that person looks like, what they're doing, what they think, what they feel, what their life's like, and create something 
for that particular person um, rather than trying to tick all the boxes. Yeah. Do you think that um, do you think that businesses and, and marketers in general are, are doing that enough these days? Are, are people starting to kind of book the trend and and think backwards and think about what their audience wants? Or is that is that just a small minority who are doing that? I think it's it's a mixed bag. Like some people like really smash it and, and get it right, and some people are still so guilty of like trying to please everyone with every piece of content. Um, when really it should be it should be audience first and make the content for them rather than thinking how can I make this stretch this bit of content out to tick everyone's boxes. When it, it just ends it just ends up becoming like lukewarm to lots of people rather than like getting a smaller a smaller bunch of people who go oh my god that's amazing um i'm going to share that i'm going to click that link i'm going to definitely follow that page i'm going to come back and watch more and so yeah i think it's a mixed bag some people really smash it and Mm. and i think some people are still falling into that trap of you know trying to trying to be everything to everybody and just like being okay Mm. that Mm -hmm. makes sense I suppose from that as well, would you say that, I suppose this is kind of a loaded question, but do you think that personality plays a big role in that? Because presumably, you know, when we're appearing on video, we're putting our personality front and center, aren't we? Or we should be anyway. We should be saying, this is me. These are my values. This is what I think of this. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, well, that's fine. You can kind of go somewhere else. So what what kind of a role does personality play? in it do you think oh I think it's I think it's everything <laughs> I do I think it's everything I think there's nothing worse than somebody being what I would describe as vanilla where you just like sat on the fence sort of nighty nice not trying to I mean I'm not saying that you should be out to offend people um but you know there's some people that you might you know you might rub up the wrong way if you've got a different opinion to them or uh, I think it's important to have an opinion. I think it's important as well to not try and be anyone else. So sometimes you'll see people, I, I definitely say this on YouTube, where they've clearly taken influence from people that they like and who yeah. they've seen to be successful. It makes my toes curl a little bit, you know, and <laughs> the people are trying to be like that. Just be who you are, which is sometimes easier said than done. Um, but I do think when it comes to video and your personality, sometimes the, the best content you can create is the, the stuff that you film in the first take rather than watching yourself back and go oh I rubbed my nose there or I said um and ooh a few too many times and just put the camera on talk be yourself and I always just imagine that I'm like I'm telling me mom or I'm telling me best friend like the message that I'm trying to convey um and I think what more can like, you can't do any more than that you've just got to be yourself yeah, I totally agree. And it's very interesting you say that because um, I interviewed another uh, guest yesterday, uh, Luke John Harrison, and he said pretty much exactly the same thing. He was like, I'm better at doing live videos than I am pre-recorded because there's kind of no second chances. Um, so you just kind of have to do it and carry on. And he also said exactly what you said in that he always just imagines that he's just chatting to a friend, chatting to his best friend like he would anywhere. And I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, like you say, what more can you kind of expect of yourself? You know, you shouldn't... I'm of the opinion as well that you shouldn't be aiming for perfection, even if you are, like, 
creating something like a course or something that is, you know, going to be packaged up into like a product that you're going to sell. And so naturally, I think what happens is a lot of people get a bit sort of um, the defenses come up a little bit, don't they? And I think, oh, well, you know, if I'm charging people for this content or whatever it may be, it needs to be really good. It needs to be its best. But that doesn't mean perfect. Like that doesn't mean that it yeah. has to be a perfect performance or anything. And ultimately, you're your own worst critic, aren't you? So you're going to pick up on all of the little, you know, flaws and imperfections and stuff, whereas other people would probably just completely gloss over them. Um, so I totally agree. Segwaying from that, um, I'm always interested to hear about people's thoughts on confidence on camera because, um, I mean, you said there you weren't, you were possibly 100% happy with your uh, station taxi's performance <laughs> uh, where you had to <laughs> sing with a taxi driver in the car. But I mean, you were obviously like t- totally up for, for doing that. You mm-hmm. frequently post, you know, short, snappy kind of um, fly on the wall type content on Instagram and stuff. Um, and I suppose, well, I'm, I'm assuming I, 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 I would ask you, has that always been the case? Has that kind of built up over time? I imagine that being on TV had a, a massive part in sort of building up confidence that way. Um, what's kind of been your journey with with that? I think I have like... Um, my personality is very much most of the time it's very much oh bollocks if people don't like it am i allowed to say bollocks on the podcast? <laughs> you are um, you are definitely <laughs> <laughs> if you know if somebody doesn't like it or if somebody doesn't like the accent or whatever just so so what which which i think is an attitude that has um developed more over time definitely doing the apprentice and i think it was like 12 million people was watching every week wow like as you can imagine, people had a lot of stuff to say, like yeah. both. I mean, most of it was about my accent. And I did go through a little phase where I became a bit self-conscious of how broad it is and, and how fast I talk and things like that. But I do just think you've got to throw all that to one side and just do it. Otherwise, you just never will. You'll always think, oh, I wish oh, there's so-and-so doing a video. Or they're just doing it. I wish I could do that. Well, you can because... Yes, it's great that like when we do like professional jobs, we've got all these great cameras and all that sort of stuff. But we have all got an iPhone in our pocket. There's no excuse. Get the phone out and just just go for it. And definitely don't watch yourself back, and um, because you will be so self-critical. And in terms of confidence, I actually now take a lot of inspiration from my nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I watch Heidi. She, she's got an Instagram where she's putting up football, but she's a footballer. She shares her football videos and she has a bit chat. She's actually downstairs now on um, on Instagram doing a live workout for our pals. Like, That's amazing. That's so good. It's all she knows. And I think sometimes if I have a feeling of, oh, shall I do that? Shall I not? I think, well, she's doing it. And <laughs> yeah. she's doing it because that's all she knows. She doesn't know anything other than what I call the high guys generation. Like, hi guys, it's me, it's me Heidi. So she's only like that because it's all she knows. Well, imagine if I didn't know a life before just sitting in front of the camera, I would just do it. So I think that's another way to look at it now as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I totally agree. Um, And uh, I mean, first off, yeah, I mean, it's it always makes me smile like seeing when you share like Heidi doing, doing whatever she does. And, and it, it is 
you know, as you said, indicative of the times, I suppose, and of the the younger generations. Just kind of that that's the, that's the norm for them. And I think there's a lot of inspiration that um, us lot <laughs> and the, the the older generations can take from that because, you know, I think we yeah we just get so hung up on being judged by other people and as you say i mean you've seen the extreme of it you know and then you've you've had to kind of deal with the 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 nice side and the not so nice side of of being on tv and all that and then come out the other side obviously loads better so i mean bravo for that and i think you know most business owners are probably not going to have that level of exposure so really we need to just kind of stop overthinking it and kind of just share a little bit more um so yeah i think that's that's spot on what um thinking about i mean obviously there's going to be people listening who are in lots of different industries although we've already said that the the fundamentals are ultimately the same for all of us what kind of content what different types of content do you think that more business owners and marketers should be creating i think more uh relatable down to earth content and also content, I say, say I'm right, and I told you I would write. <laughs> Very organized. The points I want to make. Um, and more content that can be repurposed. Um, so I'll, I'll do relatable first. So I don't think people like to watch stuff that is too perfect and polished um, all of the time. I think there should be a nice mix of like your high-end, professional, top-quality stuff, but that should also be mixed in with you're down to earth, on the fly, more um, documentary style stuff where you're just literally just documenting your day. And um, obviously with a, a purpose, not just like for the sake of it, there's always got to be a reason and something that you can give people. But um, yeah, I think the down to earth stuff, which I think is the reason why the station taxis carpool stuff went so well, because you were seeing real people unscripted just getting in a car and sort of rolling with the punches of whatever rob put on his cd player <laughs> and and people love that so yeah definitely more relatable stuff in the mix with your, your polished high-end stuff and then also things that can be repurposed because creating content it's a it's a full-time thing like it's a it's a massive like ongoing task so if you can create something that like you say with this we're recording a podcast your video on it it could be transcribed into a blog it could be cut down which you'll be doing all this stuff and doing a teaser on instagram and a, a longer form for facebook and all the rest of it yeah and um, make your life easy like use your content over and over again in different formats um, and and they would be my main two things stuff that's relatable and things that can be repurposed yeah to make life less hectic and you're not always scrambling to think ah what am i going to make what am i going to make i'm short on content <laughs> um yeah they would be my two things totally yeah absolutely agree and i think especially i mean yeah the, the relatable side i think is absolutely applicable to to pretty much anyone and everyone Probably especially some of the bigger businesses as well. And I said this on the last interview I did as well, that um, I think from what I see, more of the smaller businesses and kind of people like one-man bands and smaller teams are starting to to get used to the idea of 
putting themselves out there and putting a bit more personality into the marketing, which is great to see. Some of the bigger companies aren't doing that as much, I think. And I know that it's, you know, the corporate world is complicated and there's very strict um, internal guidelines as far as branding and marketing goes and stuff. But I can't help but think that a lot of these bigger companies could take a bit of inspiration from, you know, the people who are quite literally putting themselves front and center because ultimately we get to know, like, and trust and then buy from people rather than like a logo or a, or a company. Um, you, it, it's people that we connect to. So even if you've got one or a few kind of pe- people that you put as um, figureheads of that bigger business, I think that really, that would really help people. Um, and I think what I've seen, one industry that I am seeing that's doing this quite well is in Formula One at the moment because, you know, like Mercedes is obviously an absolutely colossal company and they could you know they still do communicate as a as a big firm but they're putting like not only the drivers of the f1 team but like some of the like the team principal and engineers and stuff and like as a fan you you know them and you, you kind of it's literally putting a face to the name and i think more people could be doing that for sure the, and the repurposing thing is absolutely spot on i mean i've been really upfront and honest um in the last newsletter that i wrote where this podcast was just being launched, I said one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do a podcast was because it's really repurposable. And it actually makes my life in terms of marketing really easy because as you just said, this episode can be spun out a hundred different ways. Um, and you kind of get a lot more back for your time. You need to spend the time to actually cut it up and to repurpose it and stuff. But it's it's a very efficient way, I think, of marketing your business. And as long as you know, you've... The prerequisite, I suppose, isn't it, is that you have stuff that's worth sharing and that you can still help people out, which comes yeah. back to what you said right at the start, you know, always thinking from the end user backwards. Um, so I, I I totally agree with that. I would add to that, Alex, as well, is just the emphasis on giving people stuff. Like, there doesn't... I've read it in some blog or something somewhere I heard it on on somebody's podcast about the number of touch points you have with people where you give them stuff before you ask them to buy from you yeah and I think a great example of this I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will have heard from Gary B he just gives 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 very rarely asks for anything in return and that is just to me the perfect model and it really builds you up a a following of people that are genuinely interested in what you do um, and you build a good relationship up with. So as soon as you say, oh, by the way, I happen to have this product, it's just an easier sell. Yeah. Um, and you have to spend less, when you do it that way, less time doing the hard sell and, and more just, and it works out better in the long run. Yeah, totally. And I think it becomes less like selling, doesn't it? Because as you say, it's more just like, I, you know, you just said that. Oh, by the way, I've got this thing. If you if you enjoyed this, then you'll probably like this. And it's it's less of like a hard sell and more genuine, I think, which is obviously going to appeal to lots more people. Um, so yeah, absolutely, totally agree. Um, Katie, that's been absolutely awesome. I think there's you've shared a, a lot of really interesting insights there. And I think, as I said right at the start, you know, you're it's always really interesting to hear your take on on things and some of the the little anecdotes of your experience and stuff because it's been so broad and so interesting. Um, so where can people go to 
to find out more about what you're doing and what you're up to where can they go to find out all that stuff i would say instagram is probably the best place for me it's the social platform that i'm i'm most active on and so i'm just on instagram as katie bulmer cook all one word and cook's got an a on the end (laughs) i'll put it in the show notes as well (laughs) so people can click the link (laughs) i always say that a on the end because i'm posh when i'm quite the opposite um (laughs) but i i've really enjoyed chatting alex thank you for having us um and yeah i think we should do this again sometime and we should do something about the behind the scenes stuff of the shoots that we've been on i think that's a, a brilliant idea yeah let's definitely do that we um yeah, we've we've even got some good footage, haven't we, of the last one, um, of the last shoot yeah. that we did. And th- yeah, for the cab pull stuff, those cameras were just rolling for like 30, 40 minutes at a time. So there's there's got to be some gold in there. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you could fairly blackmail, blackmail me with some stuff for that cab pull footage. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the leverage. Yeah, that's yeah one of the yeah. um, one of the perks, I suppose, of being in my position. <laughs> Not that I would ever use it, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear your amazing and steps tragedy anymore. <laughs> well, if they do want to, it's still on Facebook. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. <laughs> it was a good laugh. Awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. It's been great to chat to you. Thank you for taking the time. And yeah, let's we'll definitely do it again sometime. Brilliant. Cheers, Alex. Brilliant. Thank you. Big thanks to Katie once again for that interview. I certainly learned a lot and really enjoyed it. And I hope you did as well. Again, all of the links to connect with Katie on social media and whatnot are in the show notes of this episode. As a final sign off from me, if you are struggling with a particular aspect of your video marketing journey, whether that's what types of content to create, perhaps you're not sure, maybe you've got some equipment that you don't really know how to get the best out of, or maybe you're considering investing in some new video gear, but it's a minefield and there's millions of choices and you're not really sure what is best for you. The perfect opportunity to debunk all of those myths and worries that you might have is to have a video marketing consultation with me. And the best uh, part of it is that at the moment, because of the whole coronavirus thing, which is going on as I'm recording this episode, I'm offering these at a massively reduced rate because I want to help out as many business owners as possible because we're all having to adapt. We're all going through this weird time together and video to me is the obvious medium that more people should be using to continue delivering to their clients. Usually a one hour's consultation with me is £97, but right now during the whole coronavirus crisis thing, it's £37. So if you're listening to this around April, May time of 2020, you can go ahead and follow the link in the show notes to book a call with me for just £37. Again, This is fully bespoke to you. It's personalized. You can ask me anything you like, and I'm not particularly precious on the time either. So if we run over by a little bit, that's no problem at all. I just want to help people get through this uh, as best as they possibly can. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you in the next one.